Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding and this is my podcast, Faithfully Following. So today we are going to be talking about one of the coolest, most powerful ways to witness to someone else or to show them your faith, and that that is through having faith and having that faith persevere through trials and through persecution from other people. So we're going to start out in Mark, but we're going to spend a lot of our time in First Peter, and we're going to start off with some prayer. Dear God, I just thank you for this day that we're able to open your word and learn about you and grow our faith. I pray that you would give me wisdom to interpret your word correctly and share this truth with everyone who is listening. I pray that you would soften all of our hearts to accept this truth, uh, learn from it, and apply it to our lives. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we are going to be looking at Mark 13, and we're going to be reading verses 9 through 11. And this is referencing the destruction of the temple in Judah, which Jesus is prophesying. And he's also prophesying disaster for all of Judah to come. And he says in verse 9, when these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at the time, for it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. So that was kind of a lot, but there's a lot of really good things in there. So Jesus is talking to the disciples in this passage, and he's telling them about what is going to happen in the future. And I think that we can learn something from Jesus's words here for us as well. He is talking about how the disciples and the followers of Jesus will be persecuted. They will be put on trial for having faith because you are my followers, it says in verse 9. But he says that this struggle, that being on trial, that being beaten and being handed over to the local councils, this is our opportunity. This is their opportunity to tell them about Jesus, to share the good news. And Jesus warns not to worry about what will be said, about how exactly you will utilize the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus in the truth of his sacrifice and what he did for us, what he did for every person. He says, don't worry about how you're going to say that because the Holy Spirit will help you at that time and God will give you the words for what to say. But he doesn't say, don't think about what you will say. He doesn't say, don't prepare to have an answer. He just says, don't worry about it. Don't stress over it because God will provide. And so I really wanted to take this idea of in the face of persecution, standing strong in your faith and standing up for what you believe in and utilizing that opportunity to show other people the truth about God, the truth about Jesus and the truth about being Christian. Because we live in a world where there is a lot of persecution against Christians to this day. 
you look at countries outside of the United States and people are being killed for their faith. People are being imprisoned for their faith and they're not allowed to gather. They're not allowed to be Christian. And we're so blessed in the United States to have that right, to have that privilege that we are able to believe what we want to believe. But that doesn't mean that we're not shamed because of that. That doesn't mean that we're not laughed at because of that or looked down upon because other people don't understand the truth that is the Bible and that is the gospel. And so whatever it may look like, Christians are bound to be persecuted. We are going to go through conflict and go through struggles just because we bear the name of Christ. But if we stand in the face of that and we stand up for God, that is going to make people look at us and wonder why we are doing that. And that is the opportunity that we are given in the struggle, in the trial, to show other people, to show even our persecutors why we have this faith, why we have this hope. So we're going to go to First Peter to look at this a little bit more in depth. And First Peter is only five chapters. It's just a couple pages, so if you want to read it, I really encourage you. It has so many good things, more, much more than I can mention in 20 or 30 minutes or that I will mention today, but I wanted to focus specifically on this story of being in the face of persecution and standing up for your faith, which is shown here in First Peter. So it starts out with talking about salvation, and I'm just going to read some verses from the beginning, starting at First Peter 1.3 to show this. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of charge and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So this is just a reminder that our hope, our great expectation, lies in the promise of salvation that came from Jesus. And so we put our hope in Jesus, in the promise of salvation and rightness with God, when we believe in his blood, when we believe that he came for us and saved us. That is our hope. That is where our faith comes from. And that is what is going to allow us to persevere through these trials and get to the joy. That's what we look to. We look to heaven. We look spending eternity with God as our hope, this hope of salvation is our faith and it's what we turn to when it gets hard and when we're being persecuted. That is our foundation and it is Jesus. It says in verse 21, through Christ you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. So all of our faith and hope is rooted in Christ and what he did for us on that cross. 
taking the blame for our sins. And Peter is writing this letter while people are experiencing extreme persecution for their faith. And he's trying to encourage them to stay strong in their beliefs, to stay faithful to God through that persecution because it is worth it, because of our hope is in Jesus. And that is a strong hope that will never disappoint us, that will never waver, that will be fulfilled. And he goes on with this encouragement to tell these people how they should live out their faith and glorify God and how they should submit to the authority and they should live in obedience to God. That's what a lot of First Peter is about. And I wanted to focus now on First Peter 3, 14 through 16, which talks about doing good in the face of suffering. It says, but even if you suffer for what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Instead of worrying, as we were told in Mark not to do, about persecution or about how we respond to persecution, just live your life in worship to Christ and have him be the Lord of your life. Keep him at the center of your life. Continue to follow him, continue to obey him, continue to learn about him. Even when everything around you seems to be telling you not to do so, this world is so against being Christian and even our own nature is against being Christian, but we keep doing that. We keep pursuing that because we know the hope that comes from that. We know this gift and promise of salvation that we firmly believe will come. And that is what keeps us going when we worship Christ and we stay centered on him, which we're being called to do here. And it says, and if someone asks you about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. So we have to have a reason for the hope that we have, and it has to be Christ. And we have to be ready to show that to other people. Because if you're being persecuted and you're still standing up for what you believe in, there's got to be a pretty good reason. And if someone is curious about that, if someone wants to ask you, you're going through all this pain. And you're going through all this pain because you're Christian. And that could stop if you just said you weren't Christian, but you won't. Why is that? If someone wants to know the reason for your faith, you have to be ready to answer. You have to be ready to explain why you're Christian, why you believe you're going to heaven, why you have this inexplicable joy and hope. And you get to share that to other people. And that's what we're called to do. But we must do it in a gentle and respectful way. And we must keep our conscience clear. So if someone asks you why you're Christian, that doesn't mean you go off on them, you yell at them, you try to force them to believe. Instead, we're gentle and we're respectful and we share the good news in a good and loving way because that is how God can work. That is how God can change people's hearts when we witness through the suffering, through anything that is being thrown at us in life. When we stand strong for Christ, people notice that and they want to know why. And so if we share that, if we utilize that opportunity in a kind, loving, gentle way, people will be receptive to that and God will work through that. So we have to be careful to, first of all, know that we are responsible, that we have a job to do here, and that is to share the truth with other people. 
But second of all, to do that in a loving way and to not be attacking other people, to not come off as superior or judgmental because we should never be judging other people or act superior to them because we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but instead utilize any opportunity that is given to us, whether we are in the highest of highs and being blessed or whether we're going through the lowest of lows, whether everyone is turned against us and we still stand for God, using all of those opportunities as a chance to witness and to share this amazing hope that we have. And we should be excited to do that and excited to suffer as Christ suffered. It carries on in verse 18 of 1 Peter 1 that Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. And so as Christ suffered, we're going to suffer too. That's just the nature of being Christian. That's what Jesus warns us. If you're going to follow me, you have to pick up your cross too. You're going to experience persecution. You're going to experience suffering. But we should rejoice in that because we get to experience what Christ experienced and we get to use that opportunity to witness and give other people life, give other people hope. And that is our job on this earth. If you go and you skip ahead to 1 Peter 4.12, Peter mentions this and he says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going to go through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Our joy should be spreading this good news and seeing other people light up with hope and light up with joy as they turn to Christ. And so if you're going through trials in your life, if you're going through suffering, this is such an incredible opportunity for you to witness to other people. I'm not trying to minimize anyone's struggles because they are real, just as Christ's beatings and Christ being nailed to the cross was real. Our struggles in this life are also real and we can't get through those without God. But when we turn to God and when we allow him to help us and to give us hope in those circumstances, that's different than what the rest of the world is doing. And people will notice that and people will ask you, why are you so confident in this God? Why do you have so much hope in the midst of a horrible life and that is when we can witness that is when we can share the good news and I just wanted to encourage you guys today and remind you that that is what we're supposed to be doing we're all gonna go through struggles in this life but it's what you do and who you turn to in those struggles that is so so important and we should be turning to Christ and turning to God for help but then sharing why we do that with other people why we have hope And that can change someone's life. That can change someone's eternal destination. Remember that God can make a difference in someone else's life and he can change their heart and he can use you to do it. He can use your rotten circumstances and he can use anything. Just as he's used COVID for so many people, as terrible as it is, he has used it to bring good and to bring salvation into more believers' lives. 
So don't doubt that God can't work through your circumstances because first Peter and Mark are reminding us that that's exactly when he's working. That's when the Holy Spirit gives us the words to say, and we can stand up and share why we have this hope in the midst of suffering and that that hope is Jesus and that other people can have it too. So that was really all that I wanted to share with you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and just joining me on this journey as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.